Let the conversation continue with BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Pelicans up 115-110 on the Nuggets, 13 seconds to go. We got the Suns and Jazz starting in the in-season tournament. Yeah, buddy. Devin Booker looks like he's ready to go off. That's what I like to see. Got his got his cap on tonight. He's ready <laughs> yeah, to roll. You were just obsessed with the beanie that he wore to warm up. Oops. He's warming up. I just, oh, know. we should put your bulls on. They're down one of the magic with 20 seconds to go. Yeah, I just saw that. I think we should do that Caruso real quick Caruso just Hold hit on. a clutch three to Chicago tie. Bulls. They took the lead, actually, in the final minute of the game. Love the, rever- the voice the remote. Bulls. Quick advertisement there for our friends at Xfinity. There you Only go. The All bulls. right. There's your bulls. Down one to our magic, yeah, but it's but your bulls. So who are you? Are you more on the magic? you more on the bulls here? Come on. Magic. I think you want the bulls to tank. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we're full tank. We want to blow the whole thing up. Tank for, well, I don't know for who yet, but uh, tank for them. And, Cooper uh, yeah. Flag. Cooper Flag, baby. Get that number one pick. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, Zach Levine and the Raptors are interested in Zach Levine. You ready to just hand him over? I never believed these rumors. Like, Zach know, Levine's been correct. rumored to get moved for the last two years. And yeah. The Raptors are always in uh, in these trade rumors. I feel like half the Bulls have been in trade rumors for the last... Like, Vooch has been in trade rumors since but the minute now, he got there. But now, I think they're into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, now before, like, you have they weren't to. into yeah. it, and now... I think they are because mm-hmm. they're not even winning competitive games. They're Mm-mm. not even competing. And you've got Zach Levine who wants out. They want Zach Levine out. You've got multiple years where you don't have any first round draft picks. You probably got to get somebody. Yeah. So you got to move yeah. Zach, move uh, DeMar DeRozan. You could probably get a lot for Alex Caruso. Yeah. It's rebuild season. Yeah. Maybe get a little something for Kobe White. Yeah. I do think Caruso goes. Move Patrick oh, Williams. Teams want Caruso. Caruso's going to get moved. He's balling right now. Build man. around. Yeah. Build around Vooch, honestly. He's there the you only go. one who's like a capable, yeah. decent priced guy. Yeah. Do not mess around with that. Yeah. I'll be back Luke, in a decade Luke, when it's. It's a no. It's a no, Luke. Do not... It says 77 degrees, it's, and it's, I'm sweating. It's Sorry. still been cold in here. Producer rules. No, yeah. no, talent. Yeah, producer talent, rules. Talent it's about rules. It's about compromise with the temperature. We go we, up, we, we go down, we go hours. up, we go down. We went I don't know if hours. I'm sweating. We changed it sooner. I don't know why. if I'm sweating is because Maryland has 27 points with four minutes left to go. How is that possible? I'm sweating because that stupid game won't end, so my boys will kick veins. off. So wait, what's the score right now? They are losing 55-27. to at Villanova. Oh, man. I'm taking their the only win of the season totals. so far. Oh, Mount St. Mary's. Tris, have you ever heard of Mount St. Mary's? Juan Dixon no. ain't walking yeah. through that door. No, no, he's not. Definitely not. That team stinks. No, no, Maryland's not. Not good. All right, the Cardinals are at the Texans. This game is one of the more intriguing games, I think, this weekend. Because normally we would say, no, nobody cares about this game. Nobody... Texans are five and a half point favorites. This has jumped around a little bit. It got up to six for a little while. Totals 48. Kyler Murray had 248 passing yards, rushing touchdown in his return. All right. Texans defense allows 246 passing yards per game. That's 24th in the NFL. This, to me, feels like a Kyler Murray game. This is an I'm back game against the Texans team that's coming off a big win. Big-time win over the Bengals. This is a letdown spot. I love, I love, love, love the Cardinals. This is one of my favorite bets of the weekend. And just if you're looking at upsets, this is a great spot for the Cardinals. Everybody loves what the Texans did. You see it. It's fresh in their minds. And then you look at the Cardinals. Everybody's forgotten. Kyler Murray is back. They are not a 2-8 and eight team anymore. I agree with that, especially considering that, like, I think Hollywood Brown should have a little bit of a game. You've got James Conner back. And I think that they're just a little bit slept on, a little bit 
undervalued in the marketplace. You like look at what the Texans are, and they're really like a really decent team, and they're at home. But are they a five and a half point favorite? I don't think that they are. Like I don't think that they should be giving anybody five points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, how are we pricing the Texans right now? Um, I bet the Cardinals. Um, but what I'm looking at right now, uh, something I wanted to give out. So Trey McBride touchdown, anytime touchdown is plus 125. First touchdown, 11 to one. His receptions over five and a half. I'm gonna go over on the receptions five and a half, and I'm gonna play the anytime touchdown plus 125. Uh, McBride, 28 targets over the last three games, 248 yards, and only one touchdown. But with Kyler Murray back under center now, I think he's gonna get more targets. And, you know, the Texans don't match up very well against opposing tight ends. So I like the McBride anytime touchdown. I was hoping to get a better number. But yeah, plus it's not a great number. You know, but I do think that he goes off in this game. And I like Arizona. You know, they, they get a little bit of a pass rush. Um, and I worry a little bit about them protecting Kyler because the Texans are getting after the quarterback. Will Anderson should have a day. I know he's not racking up the sacks, but he's got a ton of pressures. But at least with Kyler, he could use his legs. He could get out of the pocket. I like Arizona to at least keep this game close. You know, something to think about, too. C.J. Stroud has completed almost 65% of his passes with 20 or more air yards this season. So he can go deep, and he's really accurate deep. That's one thing he can really do is carve up the Cardinals secondary with that. They've actually been, if you go again, I like tying in those fantasy points when I can. Cardinals giving up the eighth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this year. So this could be a C.J. Stroud, Kyler Murray, Definitely. both playing well game, but it just comes down to the Cardinals and I mean, listen, Kyler Murray adds that extra. He adds that extra something when he's scurrying around with his yeah. tiny little legs and he's just running around and nobody can stop him like a little cartoon character. So that extra could be enough in this game. So I, I CJ Stroud's been phenomenal. I don't want to take anything away from that and what the Texans have done. But like, let's pump the brakes on this team and stop making them five and a half and six point favorites when you now have a Kyler Murray led Cardinals team. They're not two and eight anymore. Yeah, I love the Texans as dogs. Like, loved them against Cincinnati. For sure. You know, mm-hmm. it's seven, six and a half. We got all the way down to five and a half, I think, before kick. I like him in like pick situations, but asking them to win by margin, I know it's not a full touchdown, but that's just like a little much for me right now. Even though they are at home, and this is a Cardinals team that came into the season not favored in any games this season, I didn't expect Kyler to play. Now that he's out there, uh, I think there'll be a decent value bet as long as, you know, we're getting over a field goal and we're getting five and a half here on the yep. road. Yep. All right. The Bucks are at the 49ers. 49ers, 11 and a half point favorites. Totals 41 and a half. We saw what the 49ers did coming off of their bye, absolutely dismantling the Jags, embarrassing them, showing that they have completely forgotten how to play football. I guess. I mean, it was a fresh, healthy, studied up team. And that is why the 49ers are the best team in the NFL, even though, yes, I do really like the Eagles. I got to respect the Eagles here. But this may be one of those things where it actually comes down to the turnover battle because they're both tied for third in the league in turnover margin. So these are two teams that really take advantage of that when they can. Bucks have been really, really good, too, defending the red zone. Number one in red zone defense in terms of touchdowns allowed. But the 49ers are sixth in scoring in the red zone. So it's one of those, which one gives here? If I have to lean one side, I'm going to lead the 49ers offense over that red zone defense that Tampa has yeah I I just don't think I can I just don't think I can doubt the Niners as long as Trent Williams Debo Samuel Brandon Ayuk Christian McCaffrey are there especially considering they are at home I know they've had some stinkers if you look at them right but like overall against the spread which is what I was just looking at they've been actually pretty good right especially outside of that Rams game they've covered every single game by like these crazy differentials they covered by 22 
uh, game one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking backwards. But they cover against Jacksonville by 28 points, three-point favorites, and they win by 31. Those three games that they ended up losing, that was with all those injuries. So fully healthy, the Niners are a wagon, and we saw them take good teams uh, to the woodshed no matter what, like Dallas, for example. Yeah, I don't have anything in this one because at 10, um, kind of, I considered San Francisco because, like you said, man, Trent Williams being back, Debo being back, it's a completely different offense. You know, Brock Purdy's getting rid of the ball quickly. Um, and I like this defense a lot more with Chase Young. Watching him and Nick Bosa was a lot of fun last week. That, like, yeah. meet, meet at the quarterback stuff looked like it's going to be a real thing. I like don't want to talk about it. We don't talk about that. And then you don't worry as much <laughs> about those corners for San Francisco. But at 11 and a half, this is kind of a dead number for me. If anything, I'd have to play Tampa or pass on the game. And I don't really want to do that because I don't think that Tampa's going to be able to run the ball in the game. And then it's just... Baker being one-dimensional, you're dropping him back 30-plus times against that pass rush. It kind of feels like Eagles-Buccaneers, yeah. doesn't it? 25-11? And that's what scares me, because remember in that game, like Tampa didn't cover, but the Eagles also didn't have to do anything in the second half. Right. They were just running the ball and not showing anything. And I could see this being the same situation. You never know what you're going to get from Tampa or Baker. So at 11 and a half, it's dead to me. Um, but I'm excited to see what uh what the Niners look like. I want to see what uh, McCaffrey's touchdown prop's going to look like because he finally got held out of the end zone for the first time in what? like I'm sure it's still two years. ridiculously. It's probably still going to be minus two something, you think? It's not up right now. That's why I ask. I, yeah. I'm looking Nothing in that one now. for me, though. I actually like a Vita Vea sack in this. The 49ers interior of their offensive line, not very good. He can go and disrupt Brock Purdy, which may also be something to consider. Maybe a lot of dink and dunk, getting the ball out quicker. Get it to guys like Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, where you're not getting a ton of passing yards for Brock Purdy, but a Vita Vea sack is a good one here. Had a sack last week. I was looking at Rashad White receptions. So was I, okay. Did did you see the number, though? Yeah, that's why I stayed away. It's a sharp, sharp number. I wouldn't touch it. It's so it's four and a half. That's been my go-to lately. At plus one thirty, he's had two, four, seven, and six over the last four games. Four and a half at plus one thirty is a big number. I, I mean, it's you get the plus money. It's tempting, but I just he hasn't gone over that in the last two games. I think it's a little too risky for me, a little too and, sharp. And the reason I didn't do it, I wanted, I wanted to see if they would drop it, just because against San Francisco, you beat them deep. You, mm-hmm. you test their corners deep down the field. You can't really take the underneath stuff because yeah. you have Fred Warner. Patrolling the you know the entire uh, middle of the field sideline to sideline, and that's you know that's where San Francisco is really good. That's why I stayed away from that this week. Uh, the Jets are at the Bills, two teams that are trying to stay alive, I guess, in the AFC playoff picture. At least we're going to have a new offensive coordinator for the Bills. We'll see what happens with Joe Brady taking over things there. Yeah. The Jets' defense allows the third fewest yards per play. In the league, we know Josh Allen wants to go deep. He wants to make big plays. The question is, what does the Bills' offense even look like, right? The Jets held him to 16 points in week one, three interceptions. There was a fumble for Josh Allen. He was an absolute mess. Yeah. We sat there at National Harbor and watched it. There's nothing in this game I like right now because I just think there's a lot of variables. I don't know what the Bills are necessarily going to look like, except for one. Actually, no, I take that back. I've got two in this. I've got James Cook rushing and receiving yards again. And I've got um, Dalton Kincaid. I'm back in on the Dalton Kincaid again. So, but nothing in terms of sides, and nothing with Josh Allen. Uh, yeah, and I'd probably look at maybe some passing yards props. Zach Wilson's at 204. That's an interesting number. I don't know if I want to go over there. I do like the Jets though, plus seven. I do too. I, I think uh, if I can get a full touchdown, the Bills just 
haven't been good, and I don't care that they cover they they fired their OC and Ken Dorsey. Really, like I, I think there's more to it than just that. Their defense hasn't been good. They've yeah. been obviously injured. They and I forget who came on the show. Maybe it was Rob Brown, but when when they bench James Cook for one fumble for over a quarter, yeah, that feels like some real power struggle. Yes, like stuff that's very strange. Uh, feels like culturally something's going on. Yep. And until they figure all of that out, and I don't think that's going to happen until the offseason, anything over a touchdown or a touchdown or more, I'm probably going to fade the Bills for the rest of the year. I thought I wanted to play the Bills, right? Because usually the Bills, I mean, they like play down to their competition, but when they see these kind of teams that they should take care of business against, they usually do. And I know they lost to the Jets week one, but that was a fluky game where they prepared for Aaron Rodgers and got Zach Wilson. But the reason I can't do it is, this might be a game where Zach Wilson could get some stuff going, actually, because the Bills mm-hmm. really aren't. I know they're like generating pressure, but they're not really getting home. Von Miller looks like a yeah. shell of himself, and that defense beat the crap right now. I mean, obviously Matt Milano and Trey White, huge losses, but Micah Hyde didn't play last week. He's been dealing with another neck injury. Brees Hall could probably get busy. Yeah, too. I like his receptions. I know it got burned mm-hmm. down in a couple weeks ago, but I like him over on the receptions and over on the receiving yards. Now there's no Michael Carter to steal that away. But I think the Jets could keep this game close. And I'm a little bit worried about the Bills moving forward because, like, if you listen to Josh Allen this week, he's pissed about the Ken Dorsey firing. He's taking that personal. That was his quarterback coach, yeah. even when Brian Dayball was the OC. He's not happy about that. It does seem like there's a power struggle. I mean, you have Stephon Diggs. You have Trayvon Diggs tweeting um, or on Instagram or whatever during the game, like calling out the coaching staff, calling out the Bills. I won't be shocked, man. Like I said, I think they have to at least get to the AFC Championship game or Sean McDermott might lose his job, and I, it's looking like that way right now. I now mean, watch, they win by 40 this week. Oh, sure. But like the, but the, I'm the, taking the Jets with Tristan. Really, there are a couple head coaches right now, this weekend, and Brandon Staley and McDermott that have, they got their jobs maybe on the line with these games. Yeah. I mean, they, they really do. I don't think they'd fire McDermott if they lost this game, but you're coming, Not him, you're, no. coming, you're coming really close to that. Jets also allowed the second most rushing yards per game this year so far, so another reason why James Cook Bills one of the directions certainly go. Yeah, you're right. So maybe Brees Hall on the other side of things. You go both ways. Seahawks are at the Rams. Matt Stafford is going to be back. Seattle, I mean, this game is... I mean, Seattle's just a one-point dog pressure. in this. Total's 46-and-a-half. I mean... I don't just don't know what to make of the Rams anymore. With yeah. is Matt Stafford going to be the old Matt Stafford? The only thing I have is Boye Mafia. I got another set. He's had a sack in seven consecutive games for the Seahawks. I'm taking a sack in this one as well. In fact, I found over a quarter of a sack at plus. I think it was plus one sixty. No, plus 116. It wasn't that great. So that's the only thing I've got in this game. I just don't know what to make of the Rams offense, what you're going to get from Matt Stafford. A lot of questions here. I I do kind of like the under, 46 and a half. I haven't played this officially. It feels like, listen, Geno Smith looked good last week, but that's to be expected, right? We know how it is. Rams are coming for that ass. Aaron Donald is going to be looking to put Geno Smith on his back. It's not going to be so easy. So I kind of like the Rams at home. But I, I, I think I like the under more, 46 and a half. Okay, yeah, I took the Rams in this game. I stuck by my pick. I, I'm i getting a little nervous about it. we got to see what Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford's going to look like yeah. coming back. But they're rested in this game. They should get some pressure on Geno Smith. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league when pressured. He's much better from a clean pocket. We already know all that. But um, what I really want to play are DK Metcalf props. So 68 and a half receiving yards. I don't want to do that. I like the receptions for DK over four and a half. It's minus 160. What I would like a little bit more would be an anytime touchdown. He owns the Rams. 
So that's a matchup nightmare. I think DK goes off, but I think the Rams win the game. I lean over in the game, too, 46 and a half. Maybe it's a Daryl Henderson rushing prop game, too. Seahawks allowed the most rushing yards per game over the last three games. Run defense struggling a little bit. 39 and a half. It's a short number. It's, it is a short number. So something yeah. to consider. All right, the Sunday night game and some college. It's Bet MGM tonight. Nick, Trista, and Ryan are taking a short break. Stay tuned because there's plenty more to come on Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL.